It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. Uh, your uh, indictment. Update. But pay attention, Jasmine. I we can't start a Wednesday attention. off like this. It's hump day. Very interesting. You, you know what I find ironic is that the uh, situation in the Middle East has, has, has been, uh, you know, percolating for decades. And people think, oh, well, you should. How arrogant do you think that we are, that, that it's arrogant to believe America just say, stop doing it. They're going to stop doing it. Right. <laughs> We come on up. We, we cut some money. It, it wouldn't matter what administration was in place. Whoever was in a place right now would be people would be mad. But they're mad at the position of America. It doesn't. America going America. It don't matter who's in. It don't matter in certain in certain situations. And and when it comes to the way that our foreign policy policy is executed or the inact or or our stances, it is it is going to happen no matter what iteration of a government we have. Yeah. I just find it interesting, uh, and you've laid this out a couple of times already. Hell um, yeah. In terms of the rollover of how people felt, like when this first started happening, yeah. and you know what people were saying, and a lot of people were they were trying to cancel people, and now you know these weeks later, people are are changing their minds and and looking at it from a different perspective, and now able to say things that they could not say before because it's too many. You yeah. have to fight. You have to get rid of everybody. Now. Yeah. You have the weekend saying stuff. You got Macklemore. Like people are saying stuff that they never would have said before. That's true. And I think um, you know. And now people are people are um, I, you, you know it's like when 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 it becomes safe to come out, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like come out of the closet and be yeah, more. Yeah, you look around. <laughs> Has it ever been any safer? Look how many deaths it took for it to be safe. Yeah. So. Um. It is a happy birthday, of course, to Giannis, uh, uh, the Greek freak. I can't say all that. Giannis Atikumpupo. He better be glad he don't work at at, at Home Depot. Imagine I have to say to Giannis Atikumpupo, come to wood, please. <laughs> come to good, come to yeah. dry goods, please. Happy birthday to Frankie Beverly. Happy birthday to Johnny Menzel. Happy birthday to Katie Albert. Happy birthday to Melissa Morgan. Happy birthday to Andrew Cuomo. This is the the Cuomo boys is so mad that like uh, his brother Chris is like I, I could vote for Trump. It's amazing when you get fired by liberals. You be like, uh, uh-uh, I'm mad. Me and my brother got fired. Right. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Sabrina Ionesco uh, from the uh, WNBA. Happy birthday to funny, the very funny Danielle Rollins. Happy birthday to Larry and Laurent Bourgeois. Happy birthday to uh, the famous twin dancers who perform with Beyonce. Happy birthday, possibly to Agnes Moorhead, bewitched on Beyonce. And happy birthday to my one and only son. Uh, I, I, I could not have asked. Uh, for a better son and I love you and I'm so proud of you and happy birthday to the one and only Kyle Gage happy birthday special yeah. K happy birthday happy birthday you love you a grown man now that's it yeah, that's I all am. you're getting don't look, don't look at your nail don't look at your <laughs> don't look at your pay uh, don't look at your PayPal alright <laughs> uh, coming up we got uh, Jasmine gonna tell us what's trending I'm gonna have a little note from the GED section it is the D.L. Hughley show tell me what is trending like the kid here go Jazz man. What man? Tell these good people what is trending. Ooh, Liz Cheney. Not only does yeah. she have a book out, but man, she is laying the Republicans it's, out it's, to drive. It's absolutely true. So is, so is Mitt Romney. You know, everybody talking about sexy red. Mm-hmm. But Mitt Romney said he voted for Biden, and so did, uh, so did Mitt, uh, Liz Cheney. 
She yeah. also talked about how it would be, you know, how she she supports more the Democrats right now because of what the Republicans have become. Absolutely. She also talked very much about what we can expect should Donald Trump be president again. Yeah. And I think she's absolutely right. So uh, they, they'll tout black, uh, the, you know, sexy red and the goofy ass dude mm-hmm. from Rhode Island, Black Lives Matter. But certainly not Mitch McConnell. Now, Mitch McConnell, I mean, Mitt Romney is certainly no sexy red. No, he, uh, but, <laughs> but not at all. But but he's pretty pasty party. white. He, but go ahead. I he was a presidential nominee. He was a Republican nominee for president in yep. 2012. against Barack Obama for a second term. He's now saying he's going to vote for Joe Biden. And then mm-hmm. we have Liz Cheney, whose vi- president was vice president for eight years. Fi- my father was vice president for eight years. Yep. She's saying she'll do it. Yep. So you can tell me about this Rhode Island goofy ass dude. Mm-hmm. That, and you, you saw that Black Lives Matter when we don't even know who this is. Who is this? <laughs> you see what, what Roland did to that dude? No. What? Oh, my God. This. He ate him alive. It was crazy. I love it when Roland does that, though. Absolutely yeah. love it. I mean, in between Dan. Dancing and uh, wearing uh, his ascot, wearing ascots and daishikis. <laughs> <laughs> but Roland what? is like is like a, a Kwame Thurston How. Oh, wow. <laughs> what all that's about? And uh, since we're talking about Trump, you may as well throw in Kelsey Grammer. You know, he was doing an interview with yeah. the BBC uh, for, I guess, an upcoming show. I don't know. And and the, the the host was like, so listen, talk to me a little bit about Donald Trump. All right, do you still support him? He said, I absolutely do. Yeah. And of course, Paramount Plus was like, <coughs> Yeah. PR this interview. Uh, excuse us, we're gonna Good. exit this well, interview right now. It's no right worse now. than what Univision did. It's yeah. no worse. Like, well, for, first off, I think people are entitled to their opinion. But anybody who thinks that oh, you gonna still vote for Biden yeah. after what's happening in the Middle East, I, so what? I'm, are you gonna still vote for him after he tried to overthrow the government? Don't ask me questions yeah. like How that. How about that? It's not even hard for me. How about that? It's not even hard for As me. he watched millions of people die and, and he told us to ingest Come on, bleach. Not, come on, come stop on. it. Don't, let's Whatever. not even act like this is even close. Anyway, finally trending, Jamie Foxx. First yeah. appearance. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, the Critics', Critics Choice uh, Awards. Um, and it was moving, the speech that he gave. He talked about how, how difficult of a time he went through and how you know he felt like he didn't see the light, but he saw the tunnel. He was like, ooh, and it was hot in there. But he, yeah. he, he got very um, emotional I about bet. his journey. But he, he, he asked, um, he said thank you to the black people who supported him during his time and he said i'm not a clone okay mm. this is really <laughs> this is really me i am not a clone yeah <laughs> kind of made fun of it but it was good to maybe see. they should have the clown clone answer the sexual uh, uh <laughs> oh yeah then there's that <laughs> I, I, I think i think he came out of a coma just in time for people to try to sully his reputation yeah, <laughs> after they prayed for him but that's just what's true uh, while you were sleeping, everybody tried to screw you over. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got we have a little note from the GED sections. Of course, is the DL Hughley show. Uh, whether it is Islamophobia or anti-Semitism or hatred of gays or Asian hate or hatred of black people or hatred of Mexican Mexican and immigrants, the one thing that is constant in in America is hate. Now, the names of the groups may change, even the reasons may change, but the constant is that hate exists. Now, everybody will be who is considered other at some point those communities have invariably been targeted right now the latest iteration is uh, islamophobia or anti-semitism but just before that uh, four people were killed in jacksonville florida just because they were black we don't have to recount the number of times uh three or four years ago in uh, 2018 somebody walked into a synagogue and 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 murdered uh, twelve people. And last year at, at Topps Grocery Store, they murdered ten people. And these are all uh, a couple of years ago in El Paso, they murdered twenty people. So the people who are hated uh, may vary. The groups and the reasons who are targeted may vary, but the haters never do. 
that people who are doing the hating never do. There are always different iterations. And, and, and generally, the only predicate that needs to be is that you need to be another. You could be gay. You could be black. You could be uh, Latin. You could be uh, Asian. You could be uh, a Jewish. You could be a Muslim. You could be Arab. The two things that are constant in America seem to be hate and groups who are singled out who are other. And it's constant all the time. I guarantee you that if you say uh, commencement with a spike in Islamophobia or a spike in anti-Semitism, I guarantee you can check the other boxes, too, because they're experiencing exactly the same thing. So when people talk about this new iteration, the cycles change, the reasons change, the epithets changes. But the idea that hate permeates our environment and is and is allowed to. Like out of all the people we've called terrorists, the one dispensation that has never been given, that designation has never been given to white terrorists. It's never been given to neo-Nazis groups. It's never been given to KKK groups. They've never been called terrorists. Everybody's been called terrorists. Martin Luther King was called a terrorist. Nelson Mandela was on the terrorist list of, in 2018. But the one constant thing in this nation is that someone who is other than a specific group in this country will always be hated and victimized and targeted. Sometimes the target moves from me to you or you for her or him to him. But if you are an other in this country, you best believe at some point in this nation, somebody from your community or reflective of your community will be targeted. And the, the haters, uh, the hate, the people who are the victim of the hate, they may vacillate. They may be different. But the hate whores are never, they're always the same. It is always the same groups for whatever the reasons are. They're always easy to find. You know exactly who they are. And we never call them what they are, which is terrorist. Hate is, a, is as American as apple pie. And the people who, who perpetrate the hate are, are the usual suspects. Everybody knows exactly who they are. The sad thing about this nation is every group who is an other will have their turn in the barrel. The groups in the barrel will be, be, be varied, but the people who are shooting in that barrel will always be the same. That's a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. She's jazz. She's smart. It's the Jazzy Report on the D.L. Hughley Show. Hackers have accessed nearly 7 million profiles of 23andMe customers, including some users' uh, ancestry reports, zip codes, birth years, and things of that nature. The hackers reused old usernames and passwords from other websites in order to access these accounts. It's the latest hack to affect a major U.S. corporation that has impacted far more people than initially reported. Mm. Yeah, hackers don't ever put no money in your account. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Y'all never do nothing good. Yeah. Never. I mean, they can find you and I guess maybe try to get credit cards and things of that in, in your yeah. name if you have good credit, I guess. Yeah. But the good thing about it is now everybody I have a I'm sure you do, too. Every time something happens with my credit, I get an alert. Get an alert. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Yeah. Is this you? Yeah, it's not. It's not. So um, this is pretty interesting. Experts are saying that you should not spend more than 10 minutes at a time sitting on a toilet. <laughs> 
Yeah. Expert, experts don't have wives who bother them. And that's yeah, the that's the only place to go. <laughs> well, they say that that's, a lot of people do that. They go to get away from family. Yeah, they yeah. go to Sometimes you, know, you want to go where everybody <laughs> leaves you alone. You pull out your phone, a magazine, yeah. or whatever. But they say for, sitting for prolonged periods of time can actually lead to hemorrhoids or painful swollen veins in that area down yeah. under. Even if you're not straining, they say just the act of sitting there, thinking of something else, doing something else, all of that, that adds some pressure uh, to those but veins to that the are people in around the bottom. you while you're not in the bathroom causes high blood pressure and yeah. stress. So you could pick your well, you poison. Could, I mean, hemorrhoids, high blood pressure. Hmm. Pick your poison. Yeah, tell them Both to get the out poisons. of my business while I'm doing yeah. my business. Right. There you go. Yeah. For, sure, for sure. Glad I live alone. I saw this interesting question. How long should you pay for your adult's uh, uh, airplane tickets to come home for Christmas? Mm. How long should you pay for your adults? You know, the, you have adult kids. I have adult kids. And, I, and I'm sure I pay for something. But how long should you pay for your adult children uh, to come on for the holidays? Uh, the, their airplane tickets and their, you know, to come on for the holidays. 877-242-2426. Also, just up on Twitter at D.O. Hughley Radio or on Facebook, the D.O. Hughley Show and the website, the D.O. Hughley Show.com. Okay, we're going to begin to your calls. How long should you pay for those little uh, uh, en- enzymes to keep coming home um, for the holidays? How much? <laughs> How long should you keep doing that? We're getting to your calls in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. The question we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, is how long you should pay for, you pay for your adult kids uh, playing tickets? Come on, here, here's a little audio. Father said I should start paying for my own tickets back home for the holidays. Are these the first signs of getting kicked out of your family? Yes, I understand. I can pay for my tickets for my own leisurely activities, but to come home for the holidays? Where is the Christmas cheer? Where's the giving season? And the funny part is like, just imagine going back home, having paid with these flight prices for your tickets back home. Do you feel like you're part of the family? I don't think I'd feel like I was part of the family. Sounds like every ungrateful entitled kid I've ever met. But <laughs> um, Yo, for sure. we're gonna go to our social media platform. Somebody who's uh, not ungrateful and not unti- entitled. Someone I don't know who that is, but uh, we're gonna go to DJ Lucci. Maybe she can find them. What are they saying out yes, there? Yes, Sonya from Philly said it depends on what kind of relationship you guys have. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Sonya doesn't know what she's talking about. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, you what might want to ask you th- your child, Ryan, because well, she'll be home on Sunday. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you uh, put that now, on your Amex. <laughs> now, how, how, long, how, long, how long do you think that should happen? Well, how's Ryan? Well, not even just Ryan. You, use it, you do it, too. Yeah, but I don't fly home. Yeah, but I, any, how long should I pay for y'all to have plane tickets any, for anyway, any reason? I'm 32, so <laughs> 32 going on. How <laughs> long this going to go? One more year. You know, I just, I'm not. I'm only pointing this out one more year, and that was the year they got Jesus. I'm just letting you know. At 33, they, 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 that's even, even God went, that's funny. enough. After the, the year we had, that's not funny <laughs> not at, at all. all. Not at all. Um, so how long do you think that you should pay for your adult kids to come home for Christmas? 877 um, we're going to get to your calls in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Uh, it is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. The question we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, here's a little, here's a little, here's a little uh, sound. Catch you up. Father said I should start paying for my own tickets back home for the holidays. Are these the first signs of getting kicked out of your family? Yes, I understand. I can pay for my tickets for my own leisurely activities, but to come home for the holidays? Where is the Christmas cheer? Where is the giving season? 
Now that you're up to speed, how long should you pay for these uh, ungrateful ass bastards to keep uh, coming home? <laughs> uh, Jasmine, how long do you think you should pay for? I think you, depending on your financial situation, if your kids are not making the kind of money that you are, and you well, they married to a doctor, then I, I don't have a problem with. What if you they're know, married to a doctor? Well, if if they claim to be rich, they should be able to buy their own ticket. And you don't even got to be rich; just be if you self sufficient. Yeah. You, yeah, man. But I think if you want to see your children and you know they can't there afford to come home, there it is. then I think you should pay it's for it. It's blackmail. It's not blackmail. It is. It is. If you want to see them, yeah. And if they want have, to see you, have, they, they, if yes. they really it's want blackmail. to see you, and they, mm-hmm. you know, it it's the blackmail. holiday season, hey, then yeah, I think you should. I think yes, you should buy, buy some. I don't have no money. All right, all right, all right. Well, pay, get that ticket if you want to see him. Yep, that's it. It's blackmail. It's okay. They only have grandma, grandkids, so they can, they're hostages. That's what they do. <laughs> For real? They hold the grandkids hostage, and you have to pay a little bit at a time to see yeah. them, to visit them, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. I think it comes down to that. It, whatever, it, if they're if 40 you want years to see old them, and you want to see them, you better bet buy the ticket. That's what it is. That's what it is. I mean, will you wait, Skip? Wait till your. That's wait right. Till I know what my parents and did, and they didn't pay yeah. for me to come home. Which which set? Which set of parents? <laughs> none, none of them. None of them. Okay, okay. I'm just asking. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm asking. Um, so, what is it? Do you? How long do you think you should pay for your adult children buy them airline tickets to come home? That's a question that we are posing to you. Since this is uh, one that many are that is vexing many families right now. Eight seven seven two four two two four two six. We're getting to your calls in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. The question that we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, how long should you pay for your adult children's airline tickets to come home for the holidays? I ain't going to pay for Arbor Day or Labor Day <laughs> or Memorial Day or Easter. None of those. Just the good ones. Oh, man. And you can only get either Thanksgiving or Christmas. But um, what do you think, Skip? You, you go, you're faced with this dilemma. You know what I think? First of all, like like this chick that, we, that, that we've been hearing in the audio, she sound real entitled. Like that's your yeah. job to do it. Now, if I'm in a position to help, okay. But my thing is, once you get out of college and you grown living on your own, that's what you do. You live on your own. When it's time for you to oh, travel, go on, you grown, live on oh, your own. stop it. Yeah. We ain't stopping. Stop that's what's wrong with these damn kids, man. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. It's hey, a we lot didn't, wrong with we, we didn't. First of all, we didn't. I was on the phone when I heard your daughter call and say, hey, Dad. She's still in school. <laughs> she, I said, once she graduate college, got a job, living on her own. Oh, I don't have a pair of shoes. How about two pair? you like, go ahead and oh, get them. Yeah. That's because she's 18, still in, still in school. Poor, ignorant yeah. fool. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to treat like my parents treated me. Yeah. Which set? All That's of them. All of them. <laughs> well, no, All of you them. You're, you're certainly not going to abandon her. That's not going to happen. Is that going to happen? <laughs> Okay. Well, they all came back around. What are you talking about? Oh, wow. Yeah, look at you. I would, too. (laughs) Um, So the question we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, how long should you pay for your adult children's uh, uh, airplane tickets, airline tickets home for the holidays, 877-242-2426. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Um, The question we're asking, how long should you pay for your adult children's airline tickets home for the holidays? We're going to the phones. Paid for the four years that my son was in college, and then once he graduated from college, he actually picked up the bill and flew home at his cost. And if I had to help him with anything on that note, we did it as a family to get him home for Christmas or the summer. I think, hey, you got to cut it off at some point. When they get out of college, they start making their little good money. I did it all the way through the four years of college, and uh, I did it even after that. I believe 
people make time for who they want to be with. I'm not going to send my kids money to come see me if they don't want to see me. But if they wanted to come see me and couldn't afford it, uh, up to 25 years old, that's it. I think that you should stop paying for them kids' tickets when they tell you they want to move out. Let them, let them pay for their own ticket. You pay for them tickets to go to other countries, pay for that ticket for mom and dad. Uh, Junius, what do you think? Weigh in on it. What do you think? Well, luckily, I'm not, I don't have a dog in this fight because my daughter Taylor had the good sense of living here in the same city, so I don't have to pay anything for her travel. Gas right. money. Here you go. But <laughs> if, you know, um, if she did move away, I would think, you know, depending on her circumstances, I wouldn't mind kicking in. You know, if, yeah, if it came down to see her. It depends on how bad you are. The, the, here's the thing. You talking about your daughter that got a real good job making real good money right now? Yeah, yeah. If, okay, I, wanted, okay. if I wanted to see her, if he wanted to see yeah. her, that's the predicate. There it goes. That's the thing. That's, that's the thing they got. for. Okay. Wow. If that is sufficient enough, yeah, okay. I get it. That's Scrooge. I get it. They got, uh, man, I, you know, when we started the show about 10 years ago, Tyler was, what, 22, right? Mm-hmm. So it looked decided. I still pay for that. Do I still pay for your health insurance? Do I still pay for that? I'm on Alex's now. Oh, you're on Alex's. But the, <laughs> but the other, but the, the slow boy, I, I pay for his though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. God. So, so and, and still pay their phones. And this is what Tyler did. I'm getting a new car, and I have the down payment, but you pay for it. What did you ask for? She asked, she asked for either the down payment or she paid for the insurance. And <laughs> no, you know, I asked for help with the down payment. Okay. Then she didn't She didn't even finish the whole down payment and I still paid for insurance. I'm like, how is this? <laughs> help, help with the down you're payment. Dad. You're supposed how, to do that. I, no, no, you're not. Here's yes, you thing. are. You, you are not supposed to do that. Okay. You just do. And that problem is, is that a lot of people have that mentality as that, of that chick on the, uh, that you're hearing the sound bite for. You're not Everything you were supposed to do ended at 18. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yes. When you put it that way, when you say when you, everything you're supposed right. to do, that you're obligated you to do all the boxes. However, right. I think when you love your family, right, and you have right resources, there are a lot of people who I love their family and want to like. I, I know, billionaires say I love my family, but they're on their own. I gave them a good education. That's it. Yeah. A lot of billionaires do that. Set them up. So, there you go. So yeah. um, I taught them and, how to and fish, and they're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, Ryan, Nola, and Stevie, and me will be flying back. There home you go. See, there you from go. Atlanta <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's okay. So there you go. Yep, little band of brothers. Little <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, we got more of your calls in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. So the question we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, how long should you continue to pay for your adult plant uh, children's plane tickets home for the holidays? We're going to the phones. Okay, the key word is adult children, adult children. I'm not sure because adults start when you're 18. I'm not sure of exactly the age range. But this is my thinking. If I have an adult child and I'm just going to go there like 30 or 35, that's still my child. It's an adult child. I don't think that I'm going to pay for the, the entirety, 100% of the airline ticket if they're having issues then I would need to know that ahead of time because it might be a case and they might not need to come home right then. They might need to be working on some other things to get it together. We can always do Zoom now. I think that if my it depends on my children's financial uh, status, if they're working in McDonald's, I will help them until they're 90. I'll meet them halfway and I'll pay one way they can pay the other. But if they're working as lawyers or doctors, I would expect that they want, would want to see me as much as I want to see them on the holidays. 
if I can, I'm going to go ahead and pay for half the ticket. Or I might pay for the full ticket just depending on if it's, you know, working while he's there in college. But I would naturally pay for half the ticket. But a lot of these kids are just entitled. They some brats. And this is what's happening right now. And my parents encouraged me to not work through college so I could just focus on my studies. But me, I wanted my own love money. So I had like a little gig um, and just didn't really tell them. But, um, yeah, I'd probably say a, a senior. For me, I think that I would pay for my kids for as long as they want to come. doesn't matter what their age is. I would pay for my kids anytime because I love seeing my children. We got today's Millennial Minute with the ever grateful uh, DJ Lucius. <laughs> it is the D.L. Hughley Show. I am grateful. I'll never say I'm not grateful. <laughs> for the Millennial Minute with one and only DJ Luce. Samia. So the anticipation of Grand Theft Auto 6, uh, you know, is finally getting filled. It is apparently supposed to drop in 2025. They uh, just released it. Well, actually, the trailer got leaked on Monday, but they released the trailer on Tuesday. And uh, the other day, I think it was Tuesday or, yeah, it was Tuesday or Monday, um, Charleston White was on a podcast. And he, Why would we mention that dude on the show? Can you just... Okay. Mm-hmm. He believes that Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to be very bad for the community, which is literally I'm not going to take a dude for, I'm not going to take advice from a dude that look like he brushes Which is what That's everybody great. has said from since Columbine that video games and and music have this influence on people, which isn't true. I I mean, I don't think I don't Grand Theft okay. Auto is a horrible. Don't get me wrong. Like it's very fun to play. Here's the thing that has So Grand Theft Auto is played by children all over the world. I was about to say, yeah. I, Why is it only here that they act out on their violent tendencies? But they don't. I mean, Grand Theft Auto, you're snatching people out the car, you're walking but I'm, out, but you're I'm asking you, okay. Cops, you Why is it they they play stuff. it in China, they yeah. play it in India, they play it in Russia, they play it in Brazil. They play Why is it only here? So, so in other words, maybe there's something particularly uh, in, in wired in them. So, if, if, if Grand Theft Auto is why we buy it, is Pac-Man why we fat? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think like, it's been the story from it's a test of time. It's literally every like video it is games the access that to weapons and the acceptance of violence in this country. Well, you know that is and I why know it that, happens. But I think people like to use video games and music it's, and things like it's that. It's a reductionist argument. It's a reductionist as argument. an excuse. Video games are popular all over the world, aren't they? Yep. Yep. They don't just sell them here, right? Yep. No one murders like we do. And all of us are looking for excuses to behave our behavior. We do more porno than anybody. We drink more alcohol than anybody. We do more drugs than anybody. We jail more than anybody. There is something inherently flawed with the makeup of this country where it believes that it, and, and we always have a built-in excuse. And it's always these philosophers that wow. tell you why. <laughs> and this has been your millennial <laughs> It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. Your Indictment uh, Update. So uh, we were talking previously uh, and I guess a lot of people Grand Theft Auto we're talking we're talking to Tyler and everybody about the Grand Theft Auto. It is it is a reduction. It, we always look for the simple, simplest reason. Now, they play Grand Theft Auto everywhere, right? Yeah. Why is it here that the there's world. only violence, right? Yeah. They have uh, they have mentally ill people everywhere. Why only here are they violent? Mm. Do you know that uh, there have been there have been 
out of the top places with serial killers, right? Number three is, uh, I think, I'm not sure. Oh, I exactly. saw that stat. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, one, the, the number three had 186 serial killers. I think it was like London oh, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. One, well, In the history of the country, right? Yeah. That, yeah. 186. One had 190 something. America had, had 3,200 serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> we like, are a violent nation mm-hmm. and we're all, and, and, and you never see Christians, uh, uh, Buddhists, having the kind of violence we do. You never see Hindus having the kind. I mean, this is supposed to be the, the best God out there. You never see a crime anywhere else except the places where white people claim they have the most freedom. That's where everything happens. And religion. Most freedom and religion. And I'm telling you, it is ridiculous. And when it's a reductionist argument when people say that, oh, it's, it's, it's connected. And if it's true... If it's true, then that's why Pat Man made us fat. Fat Man must have made us fat. That's, that must be true. We are violent because we are inherently a violent nation. And when they, like I hear people, these red state arguments where they tell me the red states are the most violent states. The most one. The biggest high, violence, the ultimate act of violence is murder, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. There are more gun deaths in those places than anywhere in the world. And it ain't Chicago, it ain't L.A., it ain't St. Louis, it is Jacksonville, it is Baton Rouge, it is, you know, these small cities. And it's, it's so funny because there is a reason that we are violent. It is because under the auspices of freedom, we allow people to do the most heinous, horrible things. We sh- they should not have access to the weaponry they have. They should not. And don't tell me about how there are mentally ill people. Mentally ill people do not stop at the United States. They, have, they permeate the entire globe. It's yet only here when they have the apparatus for their anger. Are they violent? All right, coming up uh, this hour, we're going to be talking to superstar singer-songwriter Cam the Hughley Hustle Home Mix. Plus, we're going to be giving a deserving someone the Shubity of the Week Award. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. Welcome to the... You know, I think that there are some entertainers that have just one name. Cher, Michael, Kim. (laughs) 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 Welcome to the show. How you doing, Kim? What's happening, baby boy? I'm good, man. How you doing? Excellent, man. So, um, before we get to... uh, You have a Christmas song out, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be mine I for think Christmas. I, be mine for Christmas. Well, you know, a lot of people want you to be mine after Christmas, so I ain't got to buy a present. But that's another song. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we can get back together on the second of January. What we'll do. But um, you should write that song. I'm telling you. But um, I, I think um, that one of the things that uh, makes Christmas Christmas is the music, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like, like I think Kwanzaa is having a hard time catching up to Christmas because they don't have a great song. You can't write a song that they got, got, got a soundtrack, right? They, they don't have that. You have to have it, baby. And plus, I don't think you can't have a. I can't be older than the holiday and like it. That's just just me. But, um, <laughs> when you when you thought about uh, when you when you did this, Chris, be mine for Christmas. Did you think about how you used to feel about Christmas or and, and romance and all that kind of was that the the epithet for the song or did you just kind of say I'm a, I'm Kim I'm gonna write a song it's gonna sell a lot because it's Christmas what was that like what was the was it commercially driven or kind of kind of experience driven um, you know I never actually I never wanted to do a Christmas album because everybody we always record these cover songs and sing all of these other songs and we don't get any of that money when we sing somebody else's yeah. songs. 
Right. So it was important to me to to write some original songs. So Be Mine for Christmas is a is a romantic holiday song. It's it's uh, Baby It's Cold Outside meets yeah. Me and Mrs. Without the Jones. controversy. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Without the controversy. Yeah. Because Baby It's Cold Outside comes with an actual restraining order now. So you don't want to say that one. Yeah, it's crazy. But, but 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 I remember hearing about like there were these like Mariah Carey. Yeah. People look forward to. Uh, I remember it was uh, Boys and Men. Let it snow. That was a big song. But remember, Kenny G had a huge yeah. Christmas album. Yeah. yeah. Because I think that the people love the holiday and they they they're looking for new memories to make. Because we, you know, they're great clips. Luther, everybody, you know, everybody has that. But they're songs that I think that now people want to connect to contemporary experiences. So yeah, absolutely. It's probably good that you do that. Absolutely. Um, so, so you have a book out now. The book out. Share my life. Yeah. Share your life. Um, so you have a distinctive voice. Are you going to read the audio book for it? I did read the audio book for it. Sure did you did. sing it the whole time? I just sing it the whole time. Yeah. yeah there's about 3,500 hey girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was the next one. You knew where I was going, baby. <laughs> because I, I think that creatively, everybody, all you are is your the creativity is that kind of the pool. Um, that you access in however way they consume it, like like water that comes to your house. Some you take a shower, some you cook, but some you wash a car. Same source, different uses. Is the same place that you um, come up with motivation for song is the same. Is it the same kind of driving force that you use to write this this book that you uh, are putting out right now? Yeah, the song, the the book is actually the book actually gives you the backstory to my music, right? What is the backstory to you? The music? backstory to my music is. The culmination of the love that I have sought, the love that I have lost. It's the culmination of my dysfunction. It's the culmination. I talk in the book about struggling with, uh, you know, mental wellness. I talk about right. being homeless. I talk about addiction and all of those things. You know, I was dealing with all of those things, you know, prior to my first album, which about, you know, it's 20 years now since since uh, the chemistry. So in other words, it come with a shopping cart and a Percocet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so right, right. A, Le- a Lexapro, a, a Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got we got you covered and uh you know so it's all it's all the same i don't i don't see them as separate you know i see them as all as, as a different segment i of, remember a critic and i forgot and they were they loved your voice and they called it haunting yeah i didn't know quite what that meant until i actually performed with you and um and i think it was carson and i could see how there was there was a there is a longing in your voice. Yeah, it, it's a reason people come to see you. It's a yeah. reason people are excited about you. It's a pe- reason people know your idiosyncrasies. I'm telling you, uh, even that Christmas song I know is going to be hit. And I just want one thing for you. Let's write a great Kwanzaa song. I'm just telling you. I got you. Kwanzaa song. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> hey Kim, I love you. Merry Merry Christmas to you, man. And keep on doing what you do, man. Thanks, Take man. Care. Y'all been good. Right. Thank you. It's now time to give a deserving someone the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. And now it's time for the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. Yes. Mike Keller was born October 28, 1959. He worked as a welder as a young adult. In 1996, he began to pursue full-time ministry work in prisons. That's He works for Rock of Ages Prison Ministry, Inc. Keller has written two books. They are written specifically for inmates and are published by Freedom and Truth Ministries. What you want, a medal? So, why is Mike Keller this week's recipient of the Shoe Booty of the Week Award? Why? 
KKK Keller gets the shoe booty because he put the P-U in pew. Oh, that's nasty. A little while ago, Mad Mike was a guest speaker at Fair Park Baptist Church in Texas. When it was his turn to take the mic and got the pulpit, he delivered pulpish. Praise him! He went straight Ron to Sanctimonious. He claimed the slaves were freed because they humbled themselves and prayed. Put your hand on that television set. He received your healing. He said they didn't rally or march. They humbled themselves. Shut your stupid ass up. They sought God's face and they turned down their wicked ways and God made slavery illegal through several white presidents. We're going to need an orthopedic surgeon to remove my foot from your ass. Emma. And of course, he echoed the usual racist garbage that the good plantation owners taught slaves how to read and write and taught them trade skills. Solomon Northup is an expert player on the violin. Of course, all that was illegal during slavery. And that servant that don't obey his Lord shall be beaten with many stripes. That's scripture. I guess because of slavery, white people are responsible for the blues, soul food, and hip-hop. How does it work? Not like that. Fair Park Baptists immediately issued a statement distancing themselves from Keller's remarks. In the name of Jesus, I execute judgment on you. Now you know you've dropped some racist bombs when Texas calls you racist. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. As a pastor, Keller is supposed to be a shepherd, but his flock is not following. This guy... This is not my kind of guy. And that's why the Shoe Booty of the Week award goes to Mike Keller. Now here's a swift kick in the ass. What you need to know with the Sybil Wilkes right here on the D.L. Hughley Show. Oh, yeah. A uh, quick, uh, uh, very sad note. Norman Lear, the creator of, like, yeah. All in the, well, all all in the, in the family, family. The Jeffersons. Jeffersons. Sanford the Good Times. The Sanford Sons. And basically, the thing that shaped the way we saw the world. Yeah. Sure. I'll never forget. Damn, damn, damn. Yes. And he, he was instrumental in the way that we saw the world and the way the world saw us. Mm-hmm. And I just was always a big fan of his work. Had a good run. So our top, uh, you know, our five, our top five is going to be about all the theme music just from him. Oh, good. That'd be dope. So, That'd be super dope. And now it's time for What You Need to Know with the one and only Sybil Wilkes. It's Sybil Wilkes with What You Need to Know. Former football coach and current U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville announced Tuesday afternoon he's released his hold on the majority of hundreds of military promotions. Since February, the freshman senator from Alabama held hundreds of members of the military and their families from moving on to their next assignments. This was his effort to demonstrate his opposition to the Pentagon's abortion travel policy, insisting that the Department of Defense should not fund travel for service members or immediate family members going out of state for abortion services. In a global report by Transgender Europe, it was found that 321 trans and gender diverse people were killed between October 1st, 2022 and September 30th, 2023. More than half of the killings of trans people were in Latin America and the Caribbean. The report also noted that 94% of those killed were trans women, with nearly half of those killed were sex workers if their occupation was known. 
I'm Sybil Wilkes. Be informed. Be empowered. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your indictment, uh, indictment update. update. Um, what, what I find very interesting is I don't it's, it's fairly common for there to be a lot of turnover in the House and the Senate. Uh, but particularly the House is always a lot of turnover. Now it's people. Kevin McCarthy quit. That that means he got to go right back to Bakersfield after getting fired. Come on yeah. now. That's Bakersfield ain't been cool since Johnny Cash left it. <laughs> <laughs> Even Elf was from Oxnard, but Bakersfield. Yeah. So he's uh, had it. He's had it, and I and I tell you, it is because. These even the idiot Mike Mike Johnson is is showing January sixth. Remember he showed a video of the January sixth people, but they had to blur the images because he wants the Justice Department going after people that were at, <laughs> that you have on video breaking the law. Yeah, that's why he said I gotta go. Can't take no more. I gotta go. And then the idiot Comer, his idiot ass. Oh, you know he loaned his Biden loan Hunter Biden money for a car and he paid him thirteen hundred dollars a month. I'm so sick of this mess. If buying your child a car will get you in trouble, oh, I'm going to be in trouble for three times. Yeah. 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 So it is. And then you you heard Trump say, I, I'm not I'm not going to be, uh, 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 what did he say? I'm not going to be. Uh, a danger uh, to the microphone. Yeah. Just once. Yeah. He said just once. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually saying what just he'll one do. Time. And I can't stand these people. I'm going to vote. Is the lesser two? No, no. One person is telling you. You might not like the way he handled Palestine. One person is telling you, I'm going to destroy everything. Yes. They're telling you that. Mm-hmm. Yes. You get it now, right? So, you get it. So it ain't no. He's letting you know. Okay. And your impetuous ass, you'll be living somewhere else. You should. <laughs> be careful what you Let ask for. Let me tell you something. That's all I know. I'm going to have mass deportation. He, he said it. I'm, 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 that's what I'll do. I'm going to arrest people. Yep. All right. So five of Norman Lear's most iconic songs, who are what uh, uh, t- sitcom songs, uh, theme songs. Who are? I mean, they don't even do theme songs anymore. No, they don't. They don't. Not memorable ones. No, though. they don't. They don't do. They don't do them anymore. They just segue. Now you'll see a show going off while the other show's coming up. Yeah. Coming up. It, they, they don't even. You can't even waste money on. This is like because everybody television is a la carte now, so you can just. It's all about about what you take for later. Right. Attention spans too short. Yeah. So I mean, what is it? What is it? So uh, number five will be one day at a time. One day at a, a time. time. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember all the songs. No, I don't either. remember that. That wasn't a memorable theme song. No, it was too. It was pretty interesting. I mean, I, I don't, don't remember one day at a time. You don't? I don't. Uh, remember. I remember da, the show. Da, 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 one day at a time. time. One yeah. day at a time. Yeah, that, that's the hook. Everybody can da, remember that. That's the title. Da, Everybody remembers that. Everybody remembers the title. I mean, that's okay. the whole point. The, the, no, but they're, they're okay. No, no, suffice it to say, that is the nat, black national Number four, anthem of, of Norman Lear. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Negro national anthem of Norman Lear's show. Norman shows uh, Maud. Maud. Go ahead. Well, I don't Do know. something other than that. The, 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 and then there's my. Well, and then they came. See, uh, see they that's, came all right. that's all we know. That's all we know. Yeah, yeah, okay. so, yeah, yeah, Ma, yeah. Number yeah. three of the top five would be um, Good Times. Hey, good man. Time. Give me love and water. Make it away when you can. A temporary layoff. Good times. Good times. Please be lucky. All right, uh, number two would be guess what? The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons. To the east side. We finally got a piece of the pie. 
okay, pie. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Everybody, you know, when that song came out, you could eat pie without running your sugar. Up. <laughs> <laughs> everybody who ate the pie they were singing about is missing a toe or blind in one eye. Gosh. And the number one of the top five Norman Lear shows, All in the Family. Yeah. By the way, Glenn Miller plays songs that hit the we had it, man. Those were the days. You know who you were. Boys were boys and girls were me. No, wait a minute. That's now. We could use a man like Herbert Hoover again. This is how white you are. When out of all the presidents, Herbert Hoover is your guy, you know you're a white dude. Yeah, extremely. But I will tell you this about All in the Family. They had conversations no one would have. Five times I ran. My father laughed. Everybody would run in and see what he was doing, yeah. which is weird because he, 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 it was his birthday. So, so five times I, I remember my father laughing until tears were coming out of his eyes. And whenever my father would laugh, we would run in the house and see what the hell this dude who never laughs would laugh about. And he would be laughing until tears came out of his eyes. And every time it was all in the family. Yeah. Uh, Every single time, it was when he kissed Sammy Davis Jr. Like, yes, <laughs> it was. Uh, I remember Sammy Davis Jr. Wasn't that like the longest laugh or something in on TV? television? Yeah. The longest laugh spread in television at that time. Uh, so he, he was spectacular. He was that such a, a boy man. meathead. Little Goyle. It is uh, the DL Hughley show. Your indictment update. So, uh, you know, so yesterday was my father's birthday. Today is my son's birthday. And the one thing I think about, because those are pretty close together. My father's been dead, I guess, about five years now. And uh, My father never knew how I felt about him. And I never knew how he felt about me. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm sure, you know, the, the old adages. I, like, people always say stuff like, oh, he knows. <laughs> but I don't know that that's true. But the one thing, out of all the things that he gave me, um, and I'm speaking of my father. The one thing that I didn't want to ever take from him was the uncertainty as a son. Like I, I would never want my son to be as uncertain about how what I what place I have in his life as as my father. And I think that my son knows. I hope he knows. Uh, I do. I do. How much I love him and how much I respect him and how much I'm honored to be his father. And I oh. felt like that about my father. I don't know that he knew that and I certainly didn't know how he felt. And I think that out of all the things and all the great things, cause I've never met a man to like my of my father. Never. A human being. And I've been in front of presidents and kings. I've never seen a man as much a man as my father. But with all that, <laughs> he still left a lot of things undone. So I would never want... Uh, my son to have the level of uncertainty I did, even as great a, a man as he was. All right, Jasmine Sanders, uh, what did you learn today? Well, Taylor Swift doing it again. She was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. I guess you said it. Was, it Over was. Trump, Barbie. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Anytime white girls buy uh, buy tickets to you and see, yeah. Oh, yeah, and drove like that anyway. Yeah. I heard she laid Kim Kardashian like Still, still ain't bigger death. than Beyonce, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without question. All right, uh, Junius Handed the King, what'd you learn? Three holes and a smile, baby. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. I just oh, heard you, that. Oh, okay. Did it sound like weird. that? That sounded like Figueroa. Well, no, because, <laughs> you know, we were talking about when it felt like Christmas. It feels like Christmas. I just, you know, when we played Backdoor oh, Santa yeah. today, okay. man, yeah. that just brought Thank back. Thank you for clarifying that. Oh, yeah. come on, baby. This is Christmas. I'm just saying. A lot of other places to go. <laughs> oh, and then uh, not to end on a, a sour note, but of course, as you see today, another mass shooting. I guess we're going to have to bring mm-hmm. that title back to. At oh the uh, campus God. of UNLV today, so, oh, and, and you know what? 
I saw they also ca- caught that um, uh, shooter in Texas. Yeah. Which one? One in Austin. <laughs> okay, because it ain't shot like, like a ton hmm, of people. Yeah. Beast Which one? Okay. Yeah. Jeez, Christ. All right, coming up with the next Dale Hughley Show, Kyle Hughley, a.k.a. Special K, is the latest hot producer, uh, record producer. We're going to drop another joint on Short Bus Records, plus the military man, Jamal Kingsley, t- returns to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. We will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite short bus operator, Paul Lestrin, we got to go. Tout, tout. It is the D.L. Hughley Show.